Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Oh, and make sure you stick around until the very end of the show this week as we give you an update on that sneaky little Obi-Wan Kenobi sizzle reel that was there and then it wasn't. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. What is going on? Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast from a galaxy far, far away, covering the latest in this week's Star Wars news, every now and again having a little random spotlight and deep diving into some of our favourite corners of the galaxy in uh, well, what appears to be a galaxy that's at a distance, you know, a good distance away from ours. I'm, of course, Mark Asquith. I'm one of your hosts. And with me today is the, 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 the Wookiee with the Lucky. The Han with the hand, the Luke with the Lukes. It is, of course, Gazelle. All right, dude. How you doing? Hello, mate. That was all right, that, wasn't it? That was a good one, that. Wookie with the Lucky. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'll take that one. Have that. Yeah, I'll have that. I'm surprised Han Solo managed to get through all the way to The Force Awakens with both hands. You know, it seems to be a thing with Star Wars, doesn't it? If you're going to lose a limb or a body part, the hand is a, a common one. Yeah. yeah, and it sort of implies one hand as well, Han Solo. Either that or Furious, you know, Han Solo. Yeah. Do what you want in your own time, mate. <laughs> yeah. Say no more on that one. The Wookiee with the, the Lucky. The Wookiee with the Lucky, yeah, I like that one. I always struggle to come up with a decent um, adjective for uh, for your you know, your appearance or stuff like that in these intros because on one hand, you know, I don't want to insult you, you know, too mm. much. I do mm. that a lot anyway. So mm. I don't want to do that again on the podcast. Mm. And then on the other hand, I don't want to be too too forthcoming because then you're like, you know, Gaz. No one likes a kiss ass, Gaz. So mm. yeah. Well, you know, we don't do it. We, we've not done the video podcast for a while because frankly, we uh, we never get around to it because we, we, we suck. Um, and... But if people did see what we looked like, they would be like, he's the lucky with the lucky, lucky uh, with the lucky even. And they could come up with their own adjectives for me. Yeah. Yep. We probably shouldn't list them out now because that would be... Uh, <laughs> Is that too yeah. long? Yeah. I don't want to set this as explicit too early. That's fair. That yeah. is fair, yep. actually. Well, uh, so speaking of things that are not explicit, what have you been doing this week regarding Star Wars? Not generally. I don't want to know about all the other stuff. <laughs> um, I don't want a small talk. This is not Monday morning at work. I don't care. Just like what is going on with Star Wars this week? That's what I'm asking. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Have a good weekend, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone have a good weekend? Yeah, yeah. It's been all right. What do you do? Ah, not much. Bit of this. Bit of that. Good. Right then. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> Is that sort of roundup in there? Yeah, right then. Let's get out of the way because you know it was going on ages. The small talk. So glad that we wrapped that up quick. So it's weird though, isn't it? That because you sort of, you know, if I was, to, if you used to said to me, right, what do you do this weekend? Well, I got about half eight on Saturday. Um, had a brew, took a bit of X Files on, trying to catch up with it, trying to rewatch it all. Uh, took the dog out, fed the dog. You'd just be like, right. <sighs> This is crap. Go back to the just, it was all right. But then when you're just going through the, it was all right, you just, you think, you feel sort of a bit superficial. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. It's like, uh, well, I, you, you don't want to go into too much detail as well, because there's that fine line in the small talk. It's like you want the basics. You want the top line summary. You don't want the, well, I sat down mm-hmm. at two minutes past eight and, made myself a cup of tea and then watched Jerry Springer and, and oh, then I decided, yeah, then I decided I was going to watch a film and then you, you just like wrap it up. Come on. But the, on the other toke, on the other side of the coin, you also want to be, um, you know, you want a little bit of detail to go on. It's just, yeah, it's a hard balance to strike. It is. It is. Well, so what have you been doing in Star Wars? We can go into some detail on this one as much as you want. Um, there's no rush, absolutely no rush whatsoever. You can go into as much detail, as much depth as you want, or you can just say, yeah, it was good, thanks. 
Doesn't matter. Either way, it's completely fine. What are you doing? If anyone's... Re- right, Gaz has broke his headphones, so I'm going to fill. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I was going to do like an ad. Bing, bang, bong. <laughs> you broke your headphones? I, I lent on the cable. Oh. And they pops out. In a world where wireless exists... Do you know what would be... <laughs> still uses cables. You're, you're in Knight Rider mode, aren't you? Yes. The voiceover in... Yeah, yeah. Doo-doom, doo-doom, doo-doom. There we go. Michael Knight. All that stuff, yeah. Yeah. What would be bloody great, you know, is if Rode enabled the Bluetooth side of the Rodecaster Pro. Oh, don't get... Don't. I'm in so for that. that. <laughs> so that you could use some Bluetooth headphones as your monitors. Oh. So I am so in for that road if you're listening. Well, Switch did it, didn't they, a bit ago? It was like, yeah, you can't use Bluetooth headphones forever for your Switch. And then one day they just went, <laughs> we've turned that on. <laughs> you do that two years ago. Yeah. Pull request was one line of code. Yeah. Just yeah. off to on. Brilliant. Why couldn't you have done that like a year ago? <laughs> yeah. Barry the Boolean. Look at you, you dick. Turn it on. Anyway, Jesus. this week, dude, Star Wars. Uh, mm. Lego item number... 75300. Oh. Started building it yesterday. Oh. Yeah. It's nothing special, mate. It's, it, it's nothing special. It's just a, it's a TIE Fighter one. It's nothing big or anything. It's just a one to go on the shelf. It's not like oh, the... Um, it's a nice one. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It looks um, it looks fairly good on the shelf. You know, it's one of those small ones. So mm. that, that's the only bit of Star Wars stuff that I've done. And looking forward to Star Wars Day, which is going to be kicking off on Disney+. Plus. We're recording this around 3 p.m.-ish, so within the next hour or two, that stuff should be all rocking and rolling. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Nothing else Star Wars either. Anything yeah, we'll have a you? lot of that for, for next week, won't we? A lot of Star Wars. So, dude, that um, that TIE fighter looks badass. Like, I got the X-Wing. It's of the same range. Like, you should pick up one of the Wicked Brick stands for that because that'll just, the angle of it will be badass. I reckon that's like a 10-quid stand. It'll be sweet as. Oh, sweet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Just lift it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's badass. But um, what have I been doing this week? Um, Star Wars. Actually, not much. Although I did see today the Book of Boba Fett um, bit under the helmet or behind the helmet was on Disney Plus this morning when I started. I, I always get I get up on a morning, guys. Have a little brew with Norman and uh, watch a little bit of X-Files trying to get through it. And um, I'd noticed at the top, they've started featuring things like Netflix does this big vertical kind of feature um, underneath the big banners. And one of them was the, the under the helmet, the Boba Fett thing. So I don't know if it's, I don't, hmm. I mean, that seems early that, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's just a coming soon jobby. Or did it Maybe. say, go and watch it now? And if so, uh, why didn't you go and watch it now? Yeah. I didn't go, well, I was busy. I was watching X-Files. I don't know why I didn't listen. Um, but I was, um, <laughs> I was just watching X-Files. Um, but what else have I done? Just carried on with the Dark Force Rising book. So I'm through the first Thrawn book now. I'm midway through the second one. Okay. Yeah, You're yeah. not into Thrawn though too much, right? No, I love I love the character of Thrawn. Um, I just, I think you nailed it last week. These three books are very much like rollicking th- original trilogy features all characters kind of books. You know, it's less about Thrawn. Whereas I think the later ones, especially the ones that are, well, the last two trilogies, certainly like the Ascendancy ones and then the ones that feature the kind of time jumps between his time Clone Wars era and then, you know, Imperial era, they're very much like the tactical mind of Thrawn. So you're like, I think I was a bit harsh in it. Like they're just very different Thrawn books, you know, very different yeah, approach yeah. to them. But I still do like the newer ones more. I've, I've got to admit. Um, I do as well. I prefer the newer ones. Yeah. Because it focuses more on, uh, on that character mm. as the, as the, uh, as the, the driver for everything that happens, unless it's yeah. like the little exposition stuff, but uh, bits and pieces, but the older books, it was Thrawn mixed in with what else was going on uh, at the time and all these other characters and whatnot. So although Thrawn was a, is a very cool character in those books, he's not always the folk, you know, he's not always the focus and, mm. you know, that stuff. So yeah, I prefer the newer ones as well. Yeah. Good shout, good shout, my man. All right. Speaking of things that are, uh, that we've done this week in Star Wars, yesterday we came across something that um, has since been deleted um, and some supporting material that, that was online around it. So like you said earlier, dude, you know, a bit of context for you, the ever-present listener. Um, today is, is Disney Plus Day, so we, we expect to see probably a slew of Star Wars things. I would imagine a sizzle reel and maybe a trailer or a teaser trailer at least for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, and I would, I would anticipate may, maybe something from Andor, maybe 
Something from uh, maybe something from Ahsoka, but maybe too early for that one. But I imagine they might tease a logo as part of the sizzle reel. You know, sort of do more of an animated logo. Anyway. It's Disney Plus Day, so we're going to get some Star Wars shit, maybe some Marvel stuff and some other announcements. Um, yesterday, there was um, a, a leak of the actual sizzle reel. So I've got a couple of questions for you on this one, but basically we saw this sizzle reel on the Twitter. It's now gone. Um, we didn't see any footage. It was Ewan McGregor talking about the character. It was Deborah Chow talking about the character. And, 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 and what was interesting was that Deborah Chow in particular was talking about how you can't possibly show Obi-Wan and go into Obi-Wan's territory without discussing and bringing in Anakin and or Vader. So I quite like that the you know they're coming out up front and saying that. That's sort of a, a really nice thing. And then there was some concept art. So all the imagery that we saw that wasn't co- sort of talking head stuff or, or re- fight rehearsals was um, just very, very straightforward but badass-looking concept art, all right? So the concept art's still online, but the sizzle reel's gone. So couple of th- there's probably three things that I just want to get your thoughts on. Number one, what do you think of the sizzle reel? Number two, what do you think of the artwork? Number three, do you think today we will see more than just that sizzle reel? Do you think we'll get a full trailer? So answer those in any order you want, my bearded buddy. Uh, right, I thought the sizzle reel was very cool mm-hmm. off the bat because... It's our. It was the first little glimpse into what we could expect, essentially, because it's. Um, it didn't really have an agenda like a trailer sometimes does. You know, it was more of a just a little glimpse into some of the bits and pieces, which was nice. It wasn't. It wasn't driving home a particular character thingy. Uh, it was like, yeah, just take a look at some of the cool, you know, scenes and some of the effects and the other bits and pieces that we put together. So that was very cool. Uh, your other question was. Um, is it concept gonna, art? Yeah, the concept art stuff. Um, the concept art stuff is pretty cool. It is pretty cool, but uh, it wasn't as good, obviously, as the the video footage that they put out in the sizzle reel. But uh, the, the best bits for me in the concept art is the Vader stuff because um, the rest of it, where you see Luke, uh, Luke, sorry, um, when you see Obi Wan uh, just riding one of those creatures on Tatooine and stuff like that we've seen all that before although it's it looks very cool and it's uh, they always hire the best concept artists or that sort of thing it, it looks great but uh, it's just really predictable you know seeing all the either moss eisley or moss esper on tatooine and desert stuff and stormtroopers and whatnot so the the cool stuff for me was when you saw uh, kenobi having a, a face off with vader and his cloaks all like ripped up and stuff and it looks pretty dramatic and stuff and uh, and there's another really cool bit of concept art where you see vader I'm assuming, rightly or wrongly, on Mustafar, sitting in one of his nice big chairs and stuff, and he's got this big crystal thing, and he's either meditating or waiting for someone to come around for coffee or something. But, uh, yeah, the concept art does look very cool, man. Most of it. The Kenobi stuff on Tatooine, yeah. I think we knew what that was going to look like anyway. But, yeah, some interesting stuff on this Vader stuff, dude. Mm, mm, I agree. The um, the Vader stuff is obviously the most fascinating part of it. Um but I'm interested to see how much they lean into that and, and, and how they write canon Obi-Wan with regards to, you know, I can't remember whether Obi-Wan knew he was now Darth Vader, the name. I can't remember if in Revenge of the Sith, anyone told him that he was called Vader. Who, Obi-Wan? Yeah. Uh, did Yoda do it? And- yeah, they did. Well, Obi-Wan sees the security tape footage of uh, Palp saying, you know, well, did he see that bit? You know, he's no, he watching. Just saw, saw him going to the temple, didn't he? Well, yeah. Well, there's that bit, isn't there, where he sees Obi Wan kneeling in front of Palps. Mm. And but I don't know if they re- if he watched the bit where he says, "Henceforth you'll be known as Darth Vader." I don't know if he watched that bit of the tape. That's sort of curious, that because if he doesn't, he's going to recognise him straight off with a fighting style. Of course, he is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of interesting to see, like, are they going to paint that reaction? Like, I just can't remember. In Revenge of the Sith, whether he knows or not, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think he does. But there is that bit in A New Hope where um, they go onto the Death Star, and oh yeah, Vader yeah. immediately senses Obi Wan's presence. So I think between the two of them, they have that connection within the Force anyway. So he, you know, he'd probably know instantly 
if they sort of yeah. bumped into each other, you know, in a corridor. Oh, it's you. Yeah, I'm Oh, it's you. Yeah. Hi, mate. How are you doing? Still working? Yeah, yeah, good. How is it? All right. Yeah, all right. Same old. You know how it is. Um, <laughs> no, my, so my next thought was going to be, um, from an interesting story perspective, um, obviously in A New Hope, it's like, um, you know, from a certain point of view, I told you the truth when it, you know, when it comes out that Obi-Wan was BSing him in Empire, BSing Luke. Um, but it's when does he find out? Because does, does Obi-Wan still think that he left Anakin for dead? So I think the point that I'm trying to get to is like, will this be the first time that he just goes, holy shit, what are you doing here? Oh, I see. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not because like, he's not happy to see him. <clears throat> not because... Because he's a celebrity. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think I'm really sort of getting, I think I'm asking, like, is it the first time that Obi-Wan will know that he didn't die? So, mm. you know, is there a point in Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, where he's dealing with the guilt of killing him, guilt of killing him, guilt of killing him? Was there another way? Was there another way? Was there another way? What are you doing here? Is that you that's been doing all this, you piece of shit? Actually, don't regret that anymore. Should have killed him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. There's a part of me that thinks that he knows anyway. Got to be. Yeah, I, I can't see that having been missed, can you? No. Although, yeah, I mean... Because that, yeah, when he leaves him, when he walks away and just sees him being, like, toasted on on the lava bank, at that point there, does he think he's definitely dead after all that? Mm. Or does he think, yeah, that's probably enough... If he's not dead now, he will be at some point. Regardless, does he probably, yeah, is he thinking he's definitely dead at some point? Mm. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, when they, however they do it in the series, they come back together and he's like, shit, I thought you were dead. I still think there's a part of me that thinks that Obi-Wan knows he's alive. I think because of their connection in the Force. Mm. I, think, I think he knows. I think he knows that, um, that he's not dead. Speaking of which, do you think they'll do anything with Ahsoka? Because they had such a connection, Anakin and Ahsoka. And, you know, it would almost be sort of remiss for them not to even acknowledge that Ahsoka's still fulcruming herself around the galaxy. Do you know what I mean? Because she's played a big, at this point, a pretty big pivotal role in the rebellion. You know? And Bail Organa's the, the, you know, Bail Organa knows where Obi-Wan is. We've seen it in Rogue One, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, that's going to be handled, or is it just is it is it not? I don't know. I mean, again, it's a weird one. It is a weird one, dude. Because in the live action stuff, they've had they've had this weird uh, chasm between the stuff that we've already seen and we know is canon and is going on from things like Star Wars Rebels. So it's weird that as a Star Wars fan that's seen Rebels and everything, we already know. There's like, how did they handle Ahsoka meeting Vader in Rebels? It was the Darth Maul um, uh, couple of episodes, wasn't it? When they go to that that planet that's got the Sith Temple on it and stuff, and uh, and then Vader turns up, don't they? They're big scrap. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, thrown so, down, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you would have thought that little connections and little bits like that would have carried over into some of this stuff on Disney Plus, but they, it, it seems like they're reluctant to to push that stuff home too early. I feel like they will probably do it, but they want more of a payoff yeah. for that, it feels like. And it also, this you know, this needs to really be the Obi-Wan story. It's got to be. Of course, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's it's how much do you put in? Because it's, what's this set five, ten years after Revenge of the Sith? It's about ten years from what I can gather, right in the middle of the Empire's reign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Luke's ten years old. So he's sort of old enough to be kicking about getting up to some mischief. Bullseye um, and some is, womp rats. Yeah. yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Of course, it's just like shooting them, <laughs> idiot. Um, and Obi-Wan's like, you were shit at that. <laughs> been watching you, you little freak, in 10 years. <laughs> you took you 10 years to even shoot that one. Um, <laughs> good job Obi-Wan died. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a funny scenario, man, because it's such a heavy character with such a heavy mythology. And Ahsoka is so closely tied to these two characters. And you've never, Obi-Wan on screen has never acknowledged Ahsoka existed in live action. But now they've sort of got, it's almost like when, you know, that first time in Last Jedi when Luke mentions Palpatine and that he knew about what happened in the prequels, you're like, oh shit, actually they all, they are all connected. Uh, Do you know what I mean? It's like, Mm. it's almost like they can't not address it because 
it's sort of, I think I think fans would be pissed off either way. You know what I mean? They would be, yeah. Um, but the problem is, I, I get the feeling sometimes that Disney likes to try and run two two parallel paths that are slightly, you know, one slightly ahead of the other one. So we've we've got the canon that's running across two two tracks, but on one side you've got the storylines that are catered for people that have just seen the films and that's it. So if they've seen the six films, you know, they're into all that stuff and they've watched The Mandalorian, they're great. Um, so they, they don't want to blow their stack too early. And then on the other side, the other track, you've got trying to cater for like the diehard fans that have seen every single bit of Star Wars animation and read mm. all the books and stuff. So they're probably like really hungry for that stuff. Ahsoka turning up and having on screen that reunion or that connection with Vader. But it's just that balance, I suppose, is that how do you... How do you do it so that the casual fan who likes the films and nothing else can still enjoy it and build up to something versus, you know, because I'm pretty sure if it was just catering for Star Wars fans uh, and very fan servicey, then Ahsoka will absolutely be in it mm. and she will turn up a lot earlier and Ezra will turn up earlier and, and all that stuff. So it's just that balance, dude. I think they just mm. need to, um, yeah, because like my uncle that likes Star Wars, says he likes Star Wars, mm. you know, he's seen eight out of the nine films. Mm. So for him, you know, it's not going to be, he's, he's not bothered like Ahsoka who? I don't yeah. know. I'm just enjoying watching this sort of thing. So, Well, that's yeah. that's a good example, man, because it's, it's sort of the same challenge that they've got on the big screen is, is, and it's where I think a lot of the problems came with Rise of Skywalker. We've said it before, like, you, I think you can have your cake and eat it a little bit to a degree. You know, if you need, if you need a MacGuffin, for a, just a, a dead simple example, don't make it a fucking shite dagger that just happens to match the serendipitous landing of the shape of the Death Star. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's it, it, have a MacGuffin that's a holocron or that's, that is one of the wayfinders that is something that pays off for the fans, but serves the same purpose for those that don't get. Because the MacGuffin's the MacGuffin. It's the thing. It, it, to, to to your uncle or to my mum, it's like oh, the thing is just the thing. I don't care what the thing is. It just served the next plot point. Whereas to us, it's like, oh, the thing's a thing. Holy crap. Mm. Look, let me tell you about the thing. And it's the same with the characters. Like, you know, if you need a sage old or older sort of Jedi to show, because there'll be another Jedi referenced or shown up in, in, in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Of course there will be. You know, the Inquisitors are going to show up and we're going to see also, I would imagine that the hunt will be on. Mm -hmm. um, and they've got to show the hunt happening and they're not going to hunt Obi-Wan initially or find him because they've got to set the, t they've got to do some exposition. So that can be anyone for the casual viewer. It can just be like, that person has lightsaber, it's a Jedi. But for us, they could actually, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for them. They, it, does, it serves the same purpose, whether it's someone like Ahsoka or Depa Balaba, or I know she's dead, but someone like that that we know, um, we get that say, that holy crap, look at that. Whereas everyone else gets the exact same outcome that they would have got if they'd just made a new character or a new planet like Exegol. Like, that could have been Coruscant. We'd have got a massive payoff. They'd have just gone, oh, that's a planet where he's been holding up. That's that's cool. That's fine. So it's, I feel like with the streaming services, they've got a little bit more flexibility to be able to do that. You know, it's, it, they, sure. can, they yeah. can be a bit more honest with it, you know? Yeah, well, they did that with The Mandalorian, didn't they? There were certain <laughs> things that, like just as you just said, for the casual viewer, they were like, oh, cool, that's a, a planet that he's travelled to. And that's a, you know, that's a thing in mm -hmm. the you know a giant lizard that lives in the ground that's like a really cool sci-fi lizard thing mm -hmm. but we all know it as something so uh i just get the feeling though that uh they like to dumb these things down a little bit yeah and they concentrate on one thing so if you think about half of the series of the mandalorian season two that was all about one thing yeah you know so they, they so Again, it's like apples and oranges, I suppose. On one hand, you've got the Disney Plus streaming services that have got that luxury of time. They're not confined to a two-hour film or three-hour film. Mm. You can do whatever over like 10 hours, eight, 10 hours. But I don't know, man. It just feels like on on a, on some of the story arcs, it's like we're only going to focus on this one thing. Yeah. And that muddies the water when you start throwing other stuff in there. But Yeah. Yeah, it's a challenge, isn't it? It's the Luke Skywalker problem. You know, you've got to balance exactly. it. If you bring in a Yoda, you chuck a Yoda in or a Qui-Gon, I fucking better throw a Qui-Gon in. But, you know, you throw a Yoda in and, and suddenly everyone's like, oh, did you see Yoda? And we forgot about Obi-Wan. You know, it's it's 
Yeah, it's very, very difficult when you've got this range of characters. You know, it's the Batman problem for DC. You know, it takes so long to build up a new character that the second you stick Batman in it, everyone's like, oh, fuck it out, wrong suit, wrong ears, wrong this, that, and the other. He wouldn't do that. And the conversation becomes about that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is very weird. But we'll see. Anyway, we should get... Do you, the last question was, do you think we'll get a trailer today? I think so. Yeah, I think it'll be a regurgitated version of that sizzle reel that we saw. I think it'll be a quick little... 45 second jobby, I reckon. You think we'll get footage? Yes. Okay. Very briefly, though. It'll be like a the teaser in the truest sense. Yep. Okay. That makes sense, man. All right. We shall see. We'll report back on that next week. Now, if you've got a few grand to spend, you remember that a few years, uh, a few months ago, even a few years ago, time flies when you're having fun. A few months ago, we talked about the Galactic Star Cruiser attraction out there at uh, Disney World in Orlando, which is. Uh, just an immense place, but holy crap. I hope you like queuing up, even if you've got fast track. What a pain in the ass. Not my type of place, mate. <laughs> so it is apparently the type of place for other Star Wars fans, though, because even though it doesn't open until March 2022 and with prices up to around $6,000 for a family, let's not even talk about the just two people price. It's insane. It has still sold out for the first three months. So even if today... You said, let's nip out there, get out to Orlando, see some gators, then see some Vaders, get out there, smash a few lightsabers. We still wouldn't be able to book until at least the end of June 2022, even at that price. Man, this is, for me, this is like capitalism and commercialism at its most vicious. Like, this is... (laughs) There's nothing vicious. Um, <laughs> it is these, and I love the parks. Like we've been very fortunate with, with some of the conferences we've been to, 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 to be able to go to the parks. But dude, if there's anything that shows a class system more than these, I have yet to see it because <laughs> there is, there are people that can afford it and people that can't. And dude, this is insane pricing, but it's still sold out. What say thee? Yeah, this is, this is commercialism. Uh, it's uh, it's riding the peak, and uh, do you know what, dude? It's um, it's a it's it's pissed me off big time, and I'll tell you why it's pissed me off. It's because the I was looking to go here, and um, the only the only month that I was ever going to go to Galactic Star Cruiser was April next year. So, yeah. yep, and that is a tragedy. <laughs> But the thing is, though, six grand, right? If you if you tally up, because it says uh, prices at the moment are about four thousand eight hundred pounds, trying to justify, you know, that it was cheaper before we put the prices up, even though that was still expensive. So it's going to roughly out. It's going to rough out to about six grand for a family of four. And uh, when you um, when you add in like all your kids having a billion snacks and drinks and travel costs and everything like that, you're still pushing more than that. You're still like six and a half grand, nearly seven. They're a better what for diehard, super rich Star Wars fans. You know, knock yourselves out. But there are better, there are better ways to fill seven grand as a Star Wars fan. Big time, big time. Yeah, big so time. So this does strike me as a bit of a. But then again, who are we to say anything? You know, if you've got, you know, little Jimmy just turned eighteen, his trust funds like ten grand. Mum, I want to go to you know. Who, who are we to say anything, you know? Well, we're his dad, though, aren't we? We'd be like, get a job, Jimmy, you little sucker. Get a job, pay for it yourself. You trust funds for college. Yeah. I don't care oh, if don't you're an actor. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I would be saying that. I'd be like, well, you, you're not even going to get a sniff at this, mate, if you're going to... You know, that's like the uncoolest dad thing ever to say. You're not using yeah. that money for Star Wars. That's uncool. It was uncool. the money your granddad gave you. Yeah. He won't know. He's not around anymore. He's fine. He's not going to care. Followed by a swift one. (laughs) Yeah. You know, bastard. Swift jab to the neck. Yeah, that'll learn you. That'll learn you, bitch. Ask again, go on, I dare you. Ask again. Say it again. Say it again. (laughs) Say it again. Call me an elf once again. (laughs) Call me an elf one time, one more time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a funny one, man. It's, it's, like I said, I mean, we've been able to go a few times to, we've been to a few of the Disney places, Universal, but it's all just been around, like, all the conferences, you know, are like in Orlando and there was one in Anaheim, which was 
quite literally on the doorstep of, of all these places. And, It'd be silly um, not to go then, wouldn't it? If you were yeah, right next <clears throat> and, door. And, yeah. and, and we have, we, you know, we've genuinely put it through work and, and we've taken the team out, we've taken clients out and it's a genuine team building thing, you know, it, 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 but you, we, we, we go for a day, you know what I mean? We don't stay there, we don't do any of that. And man, it is crazy because when you go to Orlando in particular, it's not just the Disney thing. It's like, right, they want to go out of Disney and go to Gatorland or they want to go down and uh, down, you know, drive down to, uh, to Nassau or they want to drive and they go on, you know, um, what's the, the big road through bloody Orlando called uh, Summit Boulevard or Summit Drive, whatever it's called. Um, and it's, everything's there. So you're eating and you're drinking and this is like, you know, for a family of four, this is a 10 grand holiday, man. Easy, yeah. Easy, mm-hmm. and that is. Do you know what? It always, it always kind of it baffles me this because the amount of pressure that it must put on parents. Like, if you've got a kid that's a massive Star Wars fan, that's like the ultimate thing. But so many people can just simply never go, and it's like it, it, it just like it just makes things worse for people. But then, of course, people are going to do it, and of course, these things are going to exist. It's sort of a, it's it is. It's like that ugly side of commercialism and, and capitalism. Isn't it? It's like a weird, weird thing, and nothing's immune for it uh, from it. You know, Marvel, DC, um, they've all got these places that are intended yeah. to capitalize on things, and it's. Um, but then, like you said, at the same time, why would you not if you can? Exactly. Yeah, I think if I had like. I wouldn't blow my savings on it, put it that way. Mm. Um, but if I had, you know, if I was, I don't know, 50 grand in the bank, rainy day, <laughs> then, you know, I probably would, you know, just because it'd be cool. Like, yeah, I did that Star Wars thing. It was cool because I was fortunate enough to, you know, to work my nuts off and get that money saved up to, you know, to do that cool thing. But for the everyday Joe, like I couldn't, there's no way. Like if, if I said to, to the missus, like I want to go to a this Star Wars themed hotel and, and do all that stuff. And she's like, oh yeah, cool. How much is that? Maybe a grand, two grand most. And I'm like, well, it's probably going to cost us near eight because, you know, everything's six and everything on top of that. She's mm-hmm. like, get in the sea now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was foolish to ask that. I'm really sorry. So yeah, I couldn't do it. Definitely not. But I don't know, man. It would be cool, but... Like I said, there are there are better ways you can fill that money to do Star Warsy things, defo, for half the money. Yeah, yeah, there are. You could do so. You could get so much that you. I know you're going to get a lot of memories and stuff, but you could get you know the autographs. You could get the conferences. You could attend and meet some of the stars and take your kid and, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I don't know. It's you have to have that money to be absolutely disposable. Exactly. It yeah. has, like you said, it has to be. It's not your savings. It has to be disposable. Mm-hmm. To go, but anyway, it's booked up for three months from March, so we can't, we can't go anywhere. So, gutted, we were just about to go, as you said, we were going in April, but their loss, their loss could have had a nice a review. Well, a mediocre review if it was mediocre. I could have had a uh, could have had a cynically tinged review on <laughs> TripAdvisor if they'd have been lucky, but they're not. Yeah, the opening line of the review on Trustpilot commercialism at its best. So everyone's reading like, oh, here we go. Why did you go in the first place? However, absolutely banging burgers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just cost 30 quid a pop. <laughs> and they would as well. They would. Hey, speaking of things that cost 30 quid a pop, I reckon by the time this next film's out, cinema tickets will be about 30 quid a pop. Oh, All right. Don't. I know, dude, it's expensive. It's expensive. Um, went to see Eternals, didn't I, last week? <sighs> That just was for crap. you and Sam. That's probably what, 30, 40 quid just for yeah. you and Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get nachos, triple dip nachos. You get yourself one large uh, slushy, get yourself some popcorn, pop a few minstrels in there. 42 pounds. Dude, I was looking to get tickets for the Ghostbusters film next week, Afterlife. Four of us, like 56 quid. <sighs> before you've even put a grain of popcorn in your gob. Dude, it's nuts. It really is. 
Like that, everything is going up, but yeah, it, it, it's expensive. I fancy doing the old uh, Ghostbusters as well. I reckon that. I reckon that's going to be a bit of a sleeper fan service badassery. Like yeah. I've seen a few people, like you know, the critics are like, "Oh, it relies too much on fan service," and you're like, "Hang about, this is Ghostbusters. If it didn't rely on fan service, out you would probably set fire to it." Of course, that is exactly what we want this to be. Like, don't mistake <laughs> it for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Otherwise, you Isn't end it? up with the after the cool film, which tried to do away with fan service, ended up being trashed. Yeah, it's awful. And do you know? Well, the funny thing with stuff like that is, like, if you're going to make a film like that, right, and it, it just don't call it Ghostbusters, yeah. <laughs> call it something else. If you've got to yeah. see Ghostbusters, and it, it needs to be like Ray Parker Jr., Bill Murray, the Dan Aykroyd, what's his name, Ernie Hudson, you know, her that plays Janine. Rick Moranis, is he still alive? I don't know, probably. Um, and just it get, just literally go full bore, nostalgic shit, and it'll be brilliant. You know what I mean? It, it baffles me when people do that. Like, oh yeah, we've, we've done a sequel to this or we've rebooted this and we've called it the same thing, but we've deviated too far from it and people hated it. We can't fathom out why. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we had a winner on our hands here, but scratching our heads now. Why didn't people like it? Yeah. Mm. It's like that Karate Kid film with Jackie Chan and uh, Jaden Will Smith. Jaden Will, Jaden oh, Pinkett yeah, yeah. Smith, right? Yeah, Karate Kid. Crap. Yeah. But if you'd have called it something else, no one's going to have gone, ah, that was supposed to be Karate If It, it could have been called anything else. Same film. They'd have gone, yeah. that's a little bit like Karate Kid, is that? But it was decent. Yeah, and back in the eighties, when when the Karate Kid films were coming out, uh, martial arts scene wasn't as as wasn't as mainstream and as accessible. Mm. So when the new one came out, and there wasn't any karate in it, that made it even worse. It's like, dude, there is no karate in the Karate Kid film. Do your research. They should call it something else, definitely. Yeah, and just do it all about kung fu, which is what it was. Which is exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, insane. Anyway. Speaking of remakes and reboots, imagine Top Gun in space. Mm. That's what we're about to get from Patty Jenkins, of course, director of the Wonder Woman franchise. Um, but we, we were going to get this, or we are supposedly still going to get this in December 2023, but it's been knocked on a little bit. The pre-production was going to start this year, and a bit. she's a bit busy. You know, aren't we all? Christmas is coming out. Got to do our shopping. Supply chain challenges. Uh, yeah, they're fraught for everyone, Patty. So we feel your pain. It's slipped. Production is not going to start this year at all and has slipped at least into next year, yet they've still not moved the 2023 slot. Now, we had a little bit of speculation at work, didn't we, on this one, whether or not they were going to shift some bits around. There's been a little speculation about whether an old Republic film is going to drop into that slot. I, my, on my, For my money, I don't think they will do. I think it would undermine the High Republic initiative too much. Um, but yeah, I suppose, you know, it feels tight, man, to do a, to pull off a big dogfighty Top Gun in space and to have it ready for editing and scoring and everything in a year seems a bit tight for me, mate. And I know it's almost two years, but they have to do marketing. There's going to be so much VFX with this. Um it feels a stretch, man. If it's you know it lapses into twenty twenty two, I can't see us getting a twenty three release date, dude. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's way too tight. Too tight for that stuff, dude. If it was a smaller indie film, then probably. If it mm. wasn't anything Star Warsy, then they might get away with that. But yeah, not the wars, man. It needs that big. Uh... I know they've been in pre production for a year on it already, but still, you know, it just needs that big. Um... It needs the machine to turn over a few times, like the big Star Wars machine. You can't just, uh, do you know I mean? There's so many people involved in the story group and everything. It just goes round and round before they nail the story and all that. So, And then on top of that, it's probably going to be a really heavy visual effects-based film as well. So yeah. that's loads of money and time and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's just, it just feels like a... I don't think it's going to be uh, as, as big a budget as the, the saga films, but it's going to be a bit, a bit of a beast to wrangle even within two years, probably it'd be a bit of a stretch. So yeah. What's she doing instead then? Is she doing the wonder woman three? Is that been moved forward then? Is that why she's, this is not happening? Do we know? I don't know if it's been moved forward. I, I, I don't know if that was just always on schedule. Oh, um, yeah. But I don't know if something slipped that's meant that she's 
you know, sometimes like the line two or three films, it's like, right, I'll do this Rose Squadron, then I'm going to go ahead and do Wonder Woman. Um, and I don't know if it's one of those where something's knocked on, so then she has to sort of skip over Star Wars to then do Wonder Woman so that that doesn't slip, like that keeps its slot, and then come back to Star Wars, which is sometimes, the, otherwise you get this massive domino effect, don't you, where everything just moves on. Um, and, and I suppose being contracted to a couple of different studios as well for that, you know, w, WB Warner Bros, they're not going to be too happy if, 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 if Disney are stopping their productions. Um, so I'm not sure, mate, if I'm honest with you. Um, it, it sort of, the article sort of alludes to um, that Wonder Woman 3 will stay on track, but I imagine that's nothing more than conjecture. Um, yeah. But I, can, I sure. can see this one. I can see this one being delayed a really long time, dude, if I'm honest. Yeah. I've just got a feeling that this is going to be like... We've had we have this all the time, don't we, with Star Wars films outside of the main saga. It's like, yeah, we're going to have this film at this time, and then there's an announcement to say, oh, it's we've you know delayed it indefinitely or whatever, and then you just don't hear anything about it. And so I hope she fights for it, dude. I hope she still fights to get it done because it does sound like it could be a potentially very. It could be a very cool film if it's done mm. right. You know, it could be a really. It could be a like a a Rogue One kind of feel. It could be a really cool little in-betweeny film that you could watch during your, your marathon watches and stuff that's really cool. But I just, yeah, I've got a feeling it's going to sit on the table for years now. This is probably going to be like a 2025, mm. 26 job, I reckon. Yep. I agree, dude. It's a shame, isn't it? We'll see anyway. Like you said, it seems we've been up and down so much with Star Wars on the big screen and then they get it so right on the small screen, which is, it's always fascinating, dude. Well, yeah, there's that as well, yeah. Would we'll you see. rather see a, a two-hour uh, Rogue Squadron film or a eight to ten episode series about it where you could do a lot more? Oh, that's a, that's a tricky one, dude. Not for us to... I wouldn't want to make that. Can you imagine? Dude, you have to decide now. Film or TV series? Oh. It's tough, isn't it? Because the only, the only thing that sways me... I wouldn't say sways me tough film, but makes me want a film in any guise is the cinema experience. But I think because of the budgets in these things and the storytelling, if almost every time, except for the experience of good in the cinema, I would take a Disney Plus right now as things are. Yeah. If it's not yeah, Saga, same. you know, I'm, not, I'm sort of not interested in it being on the cinema. If it's not Saga, Saga, cinema all day, that's an event. Exactly. That's event cinema, right? You go there to shout and clap at the end and do mm. all the, yeah. Yeah, no, I read you, dude. I'll take the Disney Plus stuff all day long if it wasn't for cinema. Maybe that's a, a missed opportunity for cinema chains that are struggling. Just work up a deal with Disney Plus, you know, do discounted tickets. Mm. So if you've got a Disney Plus subscription, your ticket is half price at the cinema and come and see like The Mandalorian each week. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually, because it's not you're not going to lose out on those that have got Disney Plus and you could just do an in-app QR or something exactly, like that. Yeah. yeah, if you want the, the experience coupled with your subscription, we'll give you a half price ticket. Cinema makes a bit of money on the food and everything. You could even break it down and do two lots of two hours, three lots of two hours or whatever, and just, you know, give us a tenner a pop. That's actually a mint idea, dude. Yeah, dude. Like it, like it, like it. Hey, speaking of Mandalorian, um, Giancarlo Esposito, um, one of our favourite moths, one of the top three moths, if anything, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he's been having a little chinwag, as they always do. <laughs> Hey, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, uh, they, they do these little Q&As, don't they? Moff this, moff that. He's uh, been doing one at Fan Expo in Denver. And uh, the interviewer said to him, "Who, you know, come on then, who, who's your favourite Mandalorian co-star? And he said, the one and only Gina Carano. The Gina Carano train continues to roll. Las Poyos Carano. <laughs> See what I did there? I took I her name that. and yeah. applied it to his previous character in Breaking Bad. You can have that. Um, <laughs> but he then goes on to say, basically, to paraphrase, this is from CBR, to, to paraphrase, um, is it from CBR? No, it's from Comic Book. Um, Comicbook.com. He goes on to say, look, I don't, I'm not going to comment on any of the political stuff. However, I do know that myself as an actor, I should sometimes shut up, but you feel that strongly about something that you've got to get it on record because you've sort of got the platform to do it. Um, it seems like a bit of, 
you know, a little kind of bit of, not backhanded support, but a little bit of incognito support for her cause there to me. Um, mm. And this train just it, it keeps on rolling, dude. This is the thing that is not going away for Star Wars, the Gina Carano thing. So I know there's not much really to say about that because it's, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's subjective. It's personal opinion, you know, people get along. Um, but yeah, do you make anything of this? Uh, not really. It's not too much to say, but I will say that I reckon that the execs at Disney would have absolutely hated him saying this. Mm. They would have hated it because uh, they're, they like to, whether you believe Gina Carano or not, they like to keep a bit of a, a tight grip on on what the stars of their show say in public about things like this, especially when it is a bit controversial and stuff. So they would have absolutely hated reading this uh, the day after it came out. So, but it's just more support for her though, which is because uh, Apollo Creed he's he's a big fan of hers as well. So he he said like, <laughs> look, she was such a great person. She's a great actress. Loved working with her, and she re- she reciprocated when they did that behind the scenes thing she was like oh yeah you're my favorite you know actor sort of thing so mm. she definitely talks to talk man she gets on well with everybody and stuff and like you were saying the other week like she's she's okay but she's not the best actress in the world is she she's not like there's no oscars you know on the shelf or anything but in terms of support though moral support uh it's just another check in the box it's like all right who else can we get to name check to give mm. a bit of support here because i reckon if it does come to it dude where they're like okay look we effed up a little bit before. Um, not that they would, but if, if they said, you know, do you want to come back season four? She'd be like, yeah, I'll think about it. Well, you know, Apollo Creed really <laughs> wants you to come back and, and all that a lot. She'd be like, oh, go on then. You know, so the more names that you drop in the bucket, you know, there's more chance of uh, of that support. So, yeah. I'm just imagining... Uh, I'm just imagining... <laughs> and just sat around the table and just like yeah you know john favreau wants you back you know feloni wants you back and deborah chow and uh, apollo creed wants you back and giancarlo esposito <laughs> wants you back it's like oh, weathers are just like what the motherfucker what do you mean yeah. <laughs> you know my name don't you and they're like yeah we do we Paul- yeah we uh, we know you apollo like why why are you pissed why are you going on like this like okay so dave wants you back and this apollo guy and you can just see him just pissed about <laughs> yeah his type yeah his most famous role that <laughs> nobody can you know get out of their mind that's like a weird yeah. like you know when these old school 80s characters or these 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 actors that played these characters then appear in other things but can't escape like the best example of this is barry from eastenders in extras right he's barry from eastenders he's not sean he's barry from eastenders <laughs> like this is the same sort of thing it's like everything he's starred in in the credits it says apollo creed <laughs> exactly yeah everything yeah <laughs> that guy Barry from EastEnders he was in an episode of Plebs once and my wife walked in the room she's like oh it's Barry from, <laughs> Barry from EastEnders didn't use his real name even though she knows his real name she's like oh it's Barry from EastEnders I know what you mean dude yeah everyone's like yeah Creed come on come on come on sort it out <laughs> come on Creed let's take come it on Creed <laughs> come on Creed classic hey we're gonna see Rocky 4 at the cinema the new director's cut you know oh when's that out um, it was out yesterday in Philly and it was a one night only fathom, uh, tickets event in the U S uh, but managed it. Like I love Rocky. It's like my all time favorite film, Rocky one, but, um, Rocky for the director's cut is in the cinemas for one night only. So I'm going to see it in Sheffield somewhere like next week or week after do like, it's like Tuesday at eight twenty. You know what I mean? It's one of those obscure little things. Can't oh, wait. Okay. Going to yeah. be badass. That's going to be excellent, man. Yeah. One long music video, Rocky four, but it's good. In it just. It's good. Yep. Yeah. Hearts on fire. Don't like that cinema though. There's only one door. There's no easy way out. <laughs> Next. See what he did there. Nice. You're here all week, aren't you? Yeah. Well, another 10 or 15 minutes. But, oh. Hey, right. Split hairs. What we got next? <laughs> uh, Mandalorian. Again, again from comicbook.com. So from Bespin Bulletin over on the Twitter, 12.7K followers, according to comicbook.com's embed um, over on uh, Instagram, actually. There's um, There's been a little leak, right? All it is, bit of blue screen, right? In looks like, I don't know if it's in Atlanta or somewhere, but um, th- there's, there's a blue screen, right? They're filming Mando, clearly. So production has begun. There's a fella 
that's dressed in armor that looks like Mando season one armor. You know, the red and the green kind of that before he got all the best scar shite. It's, it's that style armor. You know, so he's popping mm. out from behind the blue. I don't know what he's doing, whether he's, he's, I don't know whether he's dropped something or what, but he's nipping out to have a look around and someone's clocked him. So now he's labeled as this mysterious character. So <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know what's going on. So he's, he's either a mysterious character that's dressed in Mandalorian style armor, but the armor that we saw in season one. So a another bounty hunter or a another Mandalorian, should I say. Or, speculation, flashback. Or, Did I say splashback or flashback? You said flash. Yeah, so yeah. I was thinking about the kitchen then. I was like, yeah, it's a splashback. All right, flashback. So what do you think? I think glass splashbacks look quite nice if you don't like the mm, good. typical stainless steel. Yeah. Good. I like those. I don't want to get your tiles mucky. Get them beans yeah. off them tiles. Get me a splashback, Dave. Yep. Um, I don't think this is anything at all. I think this is just a stunt double that's oh. like having a look behind the curtain. But then that's he's wearing the old armour. Yeah, well. He's not wearing the old Beskar, is he? Uh, well, it's the, the picture's too fuzzy to make it out properly, really. Well, you can see that it's red and green, though. I don't know, man. No, you think it's just a stunt double? Like, do you think there's no, there's nothing to this other than it's just current filming, it's present day Mando, there's no, and this is just a stunt guy? I think so, yeah. I don't know, well, what would you do, though? What would you, I don't understand what what you would do with another character in the old, in the old armour, other than just being like a, another, another Mandalorian that used to knock around with. Like, that's it. Like, we were going to meet up for a pint. Yeah, but I've been busy in series two. So, so let's do it now. Let's not, whatever. All right. Next week then. And what is he dropped? Like, what, what is he nipped out of there? Oh, where's that gone? It's gone under the blue <laughs> skirt, blue car. You've seen this. You've seen this. No, I think it's gone under that curtain. All right, let me have a quick look. <sighs> Go on, I'll have a quick no, look. No, 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 his camera's out. Oh, oh, too late. Too late. Apollo Creed comes around and hits him. Yeah. Still got a punch. Yeah. That was the favour. <laughs> Go and whack him, will you? You owe me a favour. Do you know what I'd have liked in, in Rocky Three? <clears throat> if all the way through they built this favour up, and uh, Apollo's like, you know what, after this is all done, you owe me a favour. And... <laughs> Like Rocky is just all the way through, he's just con continually stumped. Or Vuva. And at the end, Apollo just whips around, nips in, and he's like, Do you mind looking after the house this weekend? I'm going to nip off. In the, I'm going to take the missus over. <laughs> <laughs> and the favor is just something completely <laughs> mundane. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, you couldn't. You couldn't look after little little junior Creed, could you? For We just want to have a bit of a night out, me and the missus. Do you? Do you, you and Adrian, do you mind nipping round and babysitting? That'd be banging. There's some food in the fridge. Hey, yo, uh, I'll bring my own food, you know. You know what I mean? That'd be hilarious. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Because in Rocky Four, Apollo Creed's in the pool, isn't he, with the mm. dogs. So he's probably just, that, that would have been it. Like, I can't get the dog into the kennels. So <laughs> me and the missus anniversary weekend. You like dogs, don't you? Bring your robot over. Job done. Hey, butt kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course he likes a dog. All right, yeah. so we don't think there's anything to this then other than, other than an extra or a stunt double has, has, has dropped a, uh, a phone under the blue screen then. All right, so we'll see. We'll see mm -hmm. on that one. Interesting one, interesting one. All right, let's wrap up with a toy story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're into our Lego, aren't we? You've done some Lego this week with the old TIE Fighter. I'm still cracking on with R2. Um, you know these Ultimate Collector's Editions that they do, which is what the R2 is, actually, and we've um, we've seen a few of these knocking around now. These are like the, the you know, the, the few hundred quid plus beauties in the range. You know, the R2 was like 170 quid, and then this that we're going to talk about now is actually like 700 quid. Um, but the old Atat, 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 is coming. 
to the Ultimate Collector series. So this is an absolute monster. Dude, this is an absolute monster. It's coming out Black Friday, it's up for pre-order, coming out on the 26th of November for 750 quid or $800 if you've got it. It's nearly 7,000 pieces compared to R2, which is uh, just over 2,000, so almost thrice, in fact, more than thrice the size, um, and is an absolutely insane 62 centimeters. So that's over two foot tall, mate. Like that is a, an absolute beast, dude. It is a beast. Um, fully functional. Um, you can get a full battalion of snow, uh, snow trooper minifigures and two speeder bikes, a bomb drop hatch, an E web cannon set. Plus, according to the write up from Digital Spy, some Easter eggs that fans can discover. Maybe a dangling Luke Skywalker, who knows? Um, dude, this is, number one, something that I'm never going to get because it's way too expensive and it's massive. I've got nowhere for it. But two, also, badass. <laughs> yeah, the two go hand in hand, unfortunately, with this one. Mm. It is badass. It's amazing. But just way too expensive, dude. Correct. Way too expensive. Is it relative to the... To the item itself, the cost to brick or whatever. <laughs> cost to brick ratio. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because um, I think the Millennium Falcon's a fairly beast, fairly beasty um, bit of kit, similar brick count, and it's like £200 cheaper. So I'm, I'm wondering where the extra couple of hundred quid has, has bumped the price up. Maybe it's because it's so torn and beefy and stuff like you said. It's essentially two school rulers high. And that is pretty, pretty beefy. I think you will get the dangling Luke as well. <laughs> you will get the dangling Luke as well. I'm looking at it on lego.com. There is a little Luke minifigure. And one of the accessories, like his little ropey thing that I assume attaches to the underneath. and Yeah. Attaches to the udders. And then Luke can swing around and... That's a bit disgusting. I don't like the word udder. It's farmyard terminology. It's a bit... Yeah. No one wants to hear about others, really, especially not on a Star Wars podcast. So moving on swiftly, it is a badass um, piece, dude. It's very cool. And I would love it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yes, I, would, I would love to own it. Don't get me wrong. But not enough to shell out that amount of money, if I had that amount of money anyway. Yeah. Well, this is sort of the funny thing. I think I might have spoken to you about this the other day, right? This old Batman Batmobile's retiring, right? It's a Lego Batmobile. It's badass. I know you've got the Batwing, which is freaking awesome. But I love the 89 Batmobile. It's my favourite looking Batmobile, right? Even though it's completely, completely inadequate when it comes to the uh, the actual drivability of the thing. Um, you know, if you're a vigilante, you don't want something like that, do you? Um, so I was sort of looking at this and I was like, right, okay. So I spent a couple of hundred quid on this Batmobile that is absolutely beautiful as a Lego to toy. And then I thought, well, hang about. For 200 quid, you get into actual proper collector territory so you could get some in like whatever die cast you can get not even one of the 132 you could get like a 116 or a 18 for that you know for that price you could get and this for me falls into the, it's almost the same problem as galaxy's edge or whatever it's called the galactic star cruiser in the even though it's a different scale for that price in that realm of thing that you're buying you could get something better. You could buy an actual prop for 700 quid from one of the films. You know, you could get something, you know? Mm, yeah. So it's, yeah, I think you've got to, for my money, you've got to be a, a, not just an uber Star Wars fan, but an uber, uber Lego fan to spend this money on things. Because you could get something else for the same price that would look arguably better if you weren't a Lego fan. Does that kind of make any sense? You know what I'm saying, don't you? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So if you're a diehard Star Wars fan, which we are, that's one half of your, do I buy this or not? Um, but like, yeah, I totally agree, dude. Just like the Galaxy Cruise, whatever we spoke about earlier. Um, there's just better ways to buy Star Wars collectible stuff. Like much better ways. But then again, you can't put a price on someone's experience or their joy of building something. That's it. Like that's this. true, actually. That, you know, that's the thing. Like, if you're the sort of person that buys all the the Ultimate Collector Series stuff, 
because you absolutely fucking love it more than anything, then that's this is money well spent, mm. you know. Yeah. I think it always amazes me. Yeah. Like it, sh- it shows how big the fandom is for mm. anything. The fact that you can, you know, uh, 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 you know how much of the fandom can afford 800 books to, on collectibles and then how many of the people that can afford 800 books on collectibles are the biggest Lego fans and would choose to put that 800 books into Lego, not something else. That's a small percentage you would imagine. And it just shows how big the fandom is. The Ultimate Collector's Series carries on, but they also do it in Marvel and DC and Harry Potter and the, in Technic and, um, you know, all these other different ranges of, of, of Lego. It just shows, right back to back to the beginning of the, of, of the episode, the collectability and the, 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 um, the nature of being a collector these days is far more mainstream. You know, it's, 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 it's you know, it's like being a, a, just a general geek, like being a general geek is more mainstream than 20 years ago when we were a kid. Like, you know, if I'd have admitted to being a geek when I was at school, I got hit in the face, you know, if I wasn't I'd, with a shin pad, probably from some jock that loved football. Do you know what I mean? And, and if we didn't like those things, you were a bit of a knob. And now it's like everyone likes them. And it, I think it's just testament to how much, fandom has just moved on i think it's fascinating man yeah defo has man yeah i had that experience as well in in primary school being walloped a few times you know but now now look now look at me i've shown you all now look with my lego stuff here on the shelf so that'll learn them i'll learn them for sure and that teacher never went on to it any other child (laughs) never again yeah, oh, he's got that lottery win sorted out, man. Oh Pick god, up some of these uh, USC bits. Yeah, 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 big time. I only got the R two because I had a little bit of Christmas money, and I was like, oh god, I'll chuck the other hundred quid in or whatever myself, like treat. But I would never, I would never spunk it on, on the. You know, it's just too much, man. It's too much. But this, nonetheless, does look badass, and I can't wait to go and take a look at it in one of the Lego stores and admire it from afar. Maybe even touch the box. And that is a wrap for this week. We're going to stick a pin in it after we talk about touching the box. This has been Spark Rebellion, as always. It's been a real pleasure just to chat Star Wars, uh, not only with you guys, but with, with you, the ever-present listener. Thank you uh, to all of our patrons. We never mentioned it at the beginning because I'm a bit rash with my intros. So if you do want to get involved on the Patreon, hey, we could dynamically insert that later, guys. That'd be good. I'll use that as the example next Thursday. Thanks, mate. Good idea. Um, so you might hear a patron ad for this next week who knows right at the beginning we'll see Um, but if you are wondering what Patreon is it's a way of just giving a little bit back to some of your favourite creators whether they're podcast creators like us or YouTubers or or whatever they create you can uh, go to Patreon and you can start to throw them a few bucks per month in return for some goodies like our Spark of Rebellion laptop sticker so if you do want to get involved if you want to Come and join our new Jedi Order. You can do so at sparkrebellion.com slash Patreon. And you can also get involved on Twitter at sparkrebellion.com slash Twitter. So until next week, thank you. This has been a pleasure, Gaz. Good to be rocking and rolling uh, together two weeks in a row now. We need to calm down with this. It's uh, it's becoming a bloody habit, isn't it? It is indeed, buddy, yeah. Yeah, are you recording this week, Gaz? Yep. Jurassic Park. I bloody we're in. after. We're in. Yep. Yeah, so it could be, man. I bloody love chatting Star Wars with you. Mm. And like you mentioned last week, doing it on a Friday to wind the week down is uh, is awesome. So we are very fortunate to be able to do that. So thank you for you, uh, for the listener to, you know, giving some ear rolls for us to actually uh, talk Star Wars into. And as Mark said, our patrons who support the show, it's very cool. So thank you very much. You can also hit us up on the socials. We're on Twitter and Instagram, sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Instagram and forward slash Twitter. Come and get involved over there. Uh, We'll see you next week. Uh, Until then, stay safe and healthy. And may the Force be with you always. the post-credits, the top-secret post-credits scene that I hope you stayed right until the end for. This, well, it's a little disappointment, if I'm honest with you, because, Gaz, we said, you even said we get a trailer.
And I always trust you because you've got a nice face. We thought we were going to get an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, didn't we? On Disney Plus Day. Now it's gone. All we got was that leaked sizzle reel, which is badass. But we didn't get a trailer. Are you as upset as me? Yeah, I am, dude. <sighs> I am indeed, because Disney have, have wrapped this up in the word trailer. And it's not really, is it? It's not. Nope. It doesn't, yeah. All it does is just show off some of the concept art again. It's got a couple of little couple of little behind-the-scenes interview spots uh, with Ewan McGregor and, is it Deborah Chow? Mm-hmm. Just talking very, very briefly about some of the, the potential story arcs. And that's it, dude. We have a lovely little ident, a little logo with some sand blowing across it and stuff. But it, there's no meat on the bones, is there? It's just, uh, it's just the little stuff we already knew. Yeah. Yeah. That was good because it was like, we got the sizzle reel. That clearly leaked and it was like a full HD leak as well. It wasn't like someone sat there at Comic-Con with a, you know, an old Nokia 6600. Like we didn't get a 3GP file uploaded to Bebo. Do you know what I mean? It was a proper, a proper job. And I was like, yeah, surely what they're going to do is just go, and now the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Do you know what I mean? Like an introduce and here's the sizzle reel. Here's what we're building up to. Just give us a minute teaser. And they didn't. They f- Oh, yeah. Like I said, it was just people. It was just those little nuggets of talking about everything we already knew. So Ewan's like, people just wanted this character to return. And we're like, yeah, we know. Correct. That's the whole point of the program. (laughs) So it's little things like that. But yeah, I mean, the concept art's kind of cool. And uh, the only sort of useful thing was Deborah Chow saying, um, yeah, we know that he's there to look after Luke. That's a given. But what is it that Obi-Wan's going to be doing in and around that? I thought she was going to go on to give us a little bit more, but then no. So that was it. No, it was disappointing. And like I said, the fact that all that leaked anyway, it was like, ugh. In HD. Bit of a, yeah. yeah, just bit of a wet squib. It Had that not leaked and we'd not watched it, like, you know, it's not like someone had a gun to our heads. We had, you know, we watched it. Um, but it, it's just, it had that not leaked, that would have been great. But it did. And I just thought we might get a trailer. But nevertheless, you know, we've still got a lot to look forward to. So that just, that does mean that we will get a trailer. You know, that if we if we turn that around and if we add a little bit of silver lining to it, at least we've still got the trailer to look forward to, dude. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Those guys. I'm out. All right. This has been a, a very special post credits. I feel like, um, do you, do you want to be like a Nick Fury? Like, who could I be? Who do you could? Who do you want to be? And who do, who shall who shall I be on this one? You can choose these roles. Yeah, Nick Fury is really obvious though. He's in every MCU. He is. Thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll be. I will be Hawkeye. Oh, I feel like he's a cool one. He he started a bit aloof in the first Avengers film. You know, he he wasn't part of the gang for that film, was he? He was a baddie for a while. Mm. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to keep that aloofness going a little bit. I'm going to be Hawkeye. What about you? I'm going to be, uh, in that case, I'm going to be Coulson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Always running around, doing the errands, and get stabbed. <laughs> Loki job, isn't it? Bloody Loki. <sighs> Dick. <sighs> Never mind. Hey, listen, you, the old fan out there listening. We might do more of these now that we can do that using our podcast hosting platform Captivate. We can dynamically insert these post credits afterwards. And uh, so we might do a few more of these. We'll see. We'll see as things change and develop. But this is pretty badass, dude. So, all right, no Obi-Wan trailer, but we will be back on Saturday with the next episode of Sparker Rebellion. We will see you there. And uh, do you want to say it? No, you can say it. You can do it. This is a, it's a quirky one. So go on, you do it. You do it. Uh, I just feel like maybe we should mix it up a little bit. Will you say it then? All right. Um, what do you say? The He's May the Force. Yeah, here we say, go. Look, here we go. I forgot. Do you say May the Force or the Force will be with you? Oh, I forget what you say now. He doesn't even. Li- he doesn't listen to our own shows <laughs> back, listen. and he doesn't listen to me while we're doing it. This is brilliant. What we'll you see say? you next time, maybe for some more Easter eggy little post-credit well. scenes. Anyway, please stay safe, stay healthy, and may the Force be with you. Always. Always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>